0: Hello there and welcome to Blue Milk Latte Star Wars Podcast. I am your host, Kent Blue Milk Latte Solace, and with me as always aboard the uh, Blue Milk Latte Star Cruiser is our trusty co-pilot, Chris christophsis Mead. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, welcome back. So this week uh, we have all things Return of the Jedi. We just got out of our screening of the 40-year anniversary of Return of the Jedi, Um, so we're very much so just deep into it off of a fresh viewing in theaters. Uh, it was a super good time, super fun, um, and we were gonna wait till the actual date of its release. I think it's May twenty fifth or May twenty second, maybe of eighty three is when it originally came out. But
1: I thought it was I thought it was April. That was like April because I think no. I thought they released it on the like the weekend. Oh, I'm I'm date.
0: referring to the original like nineteen eighty three. No, re- I know. Oh yeah, maybe it had like a premiere. All right, let me check. Go ahead for it. Yeah, go ahead. All right, why don't you uh, up for a little it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. It, Pretty sure it was in May, but we'll we'll, we'll check it out. Um, we were gonna wait until whatever that date was, but you know we uh, wanted to do it because we just got out this 40 year anniversary screening. I'm sure a lot of our listeners and stuff have also watched it. Hopefully, here and there at some point, whether in theater or just for fun, and uh, you know we just want to celebrate the movie because it's been a good 40 years since then. Um, before we get into all things Return of the Jedi. Though. We'll go over our Star Wars adventures from this last week. Uh, Chris, why don't you kick us off?
1: All right. Well, uh, I'm going to start off by saying uh, you were right. It is May. Haha. May what?
0: Well, uh, May 25th. Hey, look at me. I'm good.
1: Well, the only reason I thought it was April is because I thought when they announced the re release at Celebration, they said it was like. like to be the day or something? Something like that. I thought, I thought that's yeah. what they said. It but.
0: might have had. I I know as far as a wide release, all the originals were all in May, but they might have had like a weird. Um, Either an te- not a test screening, but like that or like a weird premiere thing like a few weeks before. Oh, uh, like a festival screening. Yeah, but as far as the wide release, they yeah. were all in May, right. just like all the sequel stuff was in um, December and all that. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, Chris, why don't you kick us off with Star Wars Adventures?
1: Uh, well, let's see. What I'm doing right now is I'm fin- still working on uh, the Secrets of the Sith book. <laughs> okay. It's uh, pretty good. I need to really kick it up and finish it. Okay. Uh, I've also been uh, working on a uh, Mandalorian puzzle at my house. Nice. And, Wh- uh, what's it of? It's a uh, big old Grogu and a bunch of little Grogu scenes around him.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's nice. hard. It's a really hard puzzle. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of green. Uh, yeah,
1: but I haven't gotten that part of it yet. It's just it's it's a it's a it's a struggle. Okay. And then I've also been listening to the uh, DJ Rex Ogus Cantina stuff on Apple Music.
0: Okay, Which is uh, Perfection. On Apple Music? Yeah. You have Apple? Well, my wife does. I thought you had Spotify. Spark- oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to have to check that. Yeah, I, I, we talked about that offline, but yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to check that out because that's pretty cool. I know that they've been doing a lot of like, lo-fi YouTube yeah. releases as well. I've done a few of those. They're pretty cool. Yeah. They're good for like, not that I'm a college student anymore or anything, but they're, I, they'd they be like perfect for like studying or writing or what have you. Yeah,
1: they're pretty good as long as you have something to distract you because if you're just listening to it, it's...
0: You can, like, nod off?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, that's the point of it. It's just supposed to be kind of background music, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's just real boring. If you're just listening to it, it's not, not great.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, as far as my Star Wars adventures, actually, it's been a minute, I think, since we recorded. Um, I'm going to include this even though it's only been 10 days or so. Uh, Chris and I went to Angels Night, uh, Star oh, yeah. Wars Night, <coughs> Star Wars Night at Angel Stadium, which is uh, where the Anaheim, Los Angeles An- Angels of Anaheim play, they had their Star Wars Night, it was very fun, we went, uh, we saw one of our friends there, her name's Angie, she's part of the 501st, she was walking around doing her thing, uh, we got Angels Mike Trout BB-8 bobbleheads, which are pretty cool, pretty collectible and stuff, um, Pretty good stuff. Let's see. What else? Uh, that What else? Anything else happen in that game? Oh, it was my daughter's very first time at that game. It was very fun. She was really into it. When everyone was cheering and clapping, she would clap along. I thought that was pretty cute and wholesome. And well, we got lucky because
1: the uh, Angels won that night, and they got smoked every other night the for next, the next week straight or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we went
1: to the one time they, they beat the Royals, and the rest of the times it was not it was ugly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a good time um, to go because uh, Sh- Shohei Otani was also pitching, which is like their ace pitcher and the guy breaking like every other record in the league uh, for like the last year or two. Um, anyway, enough about that, though. This isn't an MLB podcast. Um, let's go uh, talk Return of the Jedi, I think. Okay. So. Obviously, I think uh, 99% of our listeners have all seen this movie. They love this movie. Um, they ha- admire it here and there. What? Um, so, Chris, I'm going to have you start this off, and we'll both kind of go over um, our experiences here. But um, tell me about the very first time. I know it's kind of special for you because I think this particular movie holds a special place in your heart. Tell me about the very first time you interacted with this movie or saw this movie.
1: I don't... I remember seeing it as a child. I don't know how old I was. Uh, was theoretically, it, was I it could a have theater? Been, yes, a theater thing. Okay, yes. okay. This is one of the few movies I have clear memories of seeing in the theater as a child. Okay, uh, I couldn't tell you for sure if it was like when I was six when the movie first came out, or maybe it was one of the numerous re-releases. You know, throughout because the, they would pop it out in theaters every once in a while. Uh, yeah, you know, just just the normal release stuff. So I couldn't tell you when, like, how old I was, but uh, no, I definitely remember seeing it i have the only kind of bits and pieces of i have very vivid memories of is the uh sitting in the theater seats as a small child and seeing the indoor sequences like especially the speeder bike chase and some of that stuff i have very clear memories of seeing that in in a theater setting so that's uh that's that's kind of my first interaction with that and then also like i was telling kent when we were at the movie that uh My dad was able to secure us some bootleg VHSs of the trilogy, Mm -hmm. so I was able to watch them fairly frequently as a child. Yeah. Um, So some of my other early kind of interactions with this is, uh, this is probably not super appropriate to say, (laughs) but uh, some of my first kind of like tinglings, we'll say, were as a result of this movie.
0: Ah. The uh, Ewoks, huh? The Ewoks did it. Yeah.
1: Because of all the original trilogy (laughs) movies, this is probably the sexiest
0: Whoa! Of the sort, we're gonna have to do a. That's a whole podcast episode right there. What is the sexiest? Obviously, it's Attack of the Clones if we're going broad strokes. What? Attack of the Clones is pretty sexy, dude. There is a lot of pent up stuff going. Yeah, this on. one
1: has a lot of like mostly <laughs> naked chicks in it.
0: True. Oh yeah. So you were into the Twilights and Princess Leia? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the Ewoks then. No. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, okay. That's cool. It's it's a it's a coming of age movie for you. Yeah. 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 Very good. Cool. Um, very good. Yeah. So my first experiences interacting with this movie, as well as the rest of the original trilogy, um, was I would go. Uh, I, I I at the time I didn't have any brothers or sisters. Um, I now have a younger brother who's like half my age. He's a cool guy. But uh, besides the fact, I was like 7 or 8 when I probably f- came into contact with this movie for the first time. I would hang out with my cousins a, lo- a lot. And uh, the thing to do in whatever it was, 1996 or 7, was to go to your local Blockbuster. Or, or in our case, there was a mom-and-pop video rental store called Rose Video where we would go. And there was a pizza shop right next door. And we would always rent various horror movies, or just comedies, or in my case, for a good year or two, I would only rent every time I went. I would rent Star Wars movies, and we would kind of binge watch those over the weekend and have a good time doing it. So, my first time interacting with this movie was they for whatever reason, my cousins, they were both girls. um, They really liked Return of the Jedi the most out of the three. So I wonder, probably the Ewoks, probably the Ewoks, yeah, Ewoks. yeah, yeah. Um, that, they, so, were, that so, they had tingles so, rewalks yeah 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 Yeah. so we would probably we would watch the entire trilogy but I think that's the one that we would always come back to and they'd be like hey Ken let's watch Star Wars again and instead of going in an order again they would just pop in Return of the Jedi and I was like oh okay we're going to watch this one again that's awesome I like this one a lot Um, and uh, yeah that was probably my first time interacting with it and then you know um, actually I think this might be this might have been my very first time ever Seen in theater. And as far as a lot of our younger listeners, probably their first time seeing it in theaters as well. Because they do... A New Hope gets a decent amount of spin and, like, just theater stuff. Like, I've been... I've seen A New Hope a few times, like, at Star Wars in concert and stuff like that. And then Return of the... Empire gets a lot of, I think, play here and there just because it's such a quintessential sequel film just in cinema in general. But Return of the Jedi, I don't think gets as much uh, of the accolade and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's had a weird lifespan because it was the one that a bunch of hardcore fans hated because they hated Ewoks. (laughs) And then I think people have kind of come around on it, especially once you get to, like, the prequels. You're like, oh, yeah, no, Jedi doesn't look so bad now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um, This is – so after this viewing, there's one little thing I wanted to touch on. I always rank this one, I I still love all Star Wars, we've said this time and time again, but my love for movies will always be, even the worst of Star Wars movies will be the top notch, and then a lot of other movies will just be kind of below that. I've always ranked The Return of the Jedi as my least favorite among the original trilogy. And this viewing, although it didn't necessarily change anything, it did make me warm up to it even a lot more so than I did prior um, cause I've always kind of in my, like all time Skywalker saga ranking, I've always kind of ranked it to the middle or bottom. I think this, after this viewing though, I might keep it closer to the middle of the pack, than middle bottom. Um, just cause there's a lot of good stuff that I forgot. I just, and I always forget about sometimes like a lot of the little subtle things like the sound design, the yeah. sound design in this movie is just so good. And I forget that sometimes um but yeah so that's kind of what kind of what i was saying as far as like how we like to you know you know we're star wars fans we like to rank things here and there um so that was kind of one thing that i was thinking about as far as how did it change anything now that i've seen it on the you know a big screen as far as like where i'd put put things
1: well and this one also i mean you don't you don't have the same kind of exposure to it i do where uh, one of the things I did as a child is my mom had taped off the TV when they would do like the behind the scenes making of specials for yeah. it. Yeah, there's one specifically that would do that was all kind of focused on the Creature Shop stuff, and man, it's just it's just so impressive. Like when you look at how there's like six people operating Jabba the Hut, and you couldn't tell like he looks like a you know he looks like a real thing that's alive. You know even Yoda, uh, I was really noticing. How good the puppetry is for Yoda. Like when he gets in the bed and when he's covering himself up and the talking and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really good, good, good special effects in here too. Yeah,
0: for sure. Rancor, obviously, is huge. It's a huge one.
1: Well, that one's really cool. Uh -uh. I don't know if you've ever seen this stuff about it. It's like half stop motion, half hand puppet. Yeah. And it's really interesting how they do it, where like the wide shots are like a stop motion a la Harryhausen style maquette and then the up is when he's like eating things is like a dude with his hand, like a puppet, you know, hand puppet type situation.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, very nice. Um, so one of the other questions we're going to do, we're going to get into it here in just a second. Um, we're going to rank our top five just moments from the return of the Jedi film. Uh, and Chris is going to do his five and I'm going to do my five. We may or may not have some overlap. We don't really tell each other our list beforehand or anything. Um, but one, a couple questions I wanted to get to before that ranking was, Chris, who kind of, yeah, we have like, you know, we know Luke, Han, Leia, they're like our main characters, and you could even use them for this, uh, as an answer to this question, but which character do you find like their journey, uh, or, or just, I guess, actually point blank, who's your kind of favorite character within this movie? Luke. Luke, yeah. Yeah, ask yeah. Luke. Yeah. He has yeah, pretty okay. Fine. Here we'll we'll readjust this because I'm gonna say this. I'm just gonna say the same thing. Luke, let's take out Vader, Luke, Han, Leia, the main three or four characters. Besides them, who would you say is like your favorite uh, uh, supporting character?
1: Hmm. Um. I might go out the box here and say uh, Jabba. Okay. I think Jabba's really
0: cool. Okay. Just because uh, the behind the scenes stuff of how we created that character,
1: uh, a little bit of both. Like, just, yeah. like, there's that part of it that makes it really interesting. Uh, he's just like I mean, he's such a large character, yeah. And it's the first time in a Star Wars movie we see uh, that size of an alien that has that much power that isn't part of the Empire or the Rebellion. Yeah, true. I mean, he's a really interesting character, and they don't get too deep into his whole backstory. But like, there's I mean, they have to, there's a lot of work goes into. That. Like, Freeing Han from Jabba, yeah, because uh, Jabba's that like good. Although, as my wife pointed out, as we're watching it, his security is real Everyone <laughs> just walks right in. Yeah, literally, like everyone, every character just like walked right into his throne room. And you're like, what? What's what? Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. are your guards? Like, there's was, nobody stops them. Yeah, ever? yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I it's probably a, as a point to like what uh, most of the citizens of Tatooine are like, why would they even want to go in there? Because yeah. There's probably That's like true. Yeah, yeah yeah so I, maybe it's a little bit of that yeah um but yeah no I think Jabba I think Ewoks were a big gamble heading into this because they wanted you know probably to have something uh, an element in there for the younger audience which I totally get and I, as a young kid when I saw these I loved the Ewoks as we'll get kind of get into here in a minute but um well, I, you, well you know what Ewoks were supposed to be originally right um. They were sp- oh yeah 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 it was supposed to be um Wookiees. Yeah, supposed to be on yeah, Kashik like, yeah, yeah. like with yeah. the whole plan of yeah, Wookiees. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's correct. Um but do you think the holiday special left a sour taste in the mouth I'm like yeah, maybe we won't do Wookiees.
1: Um, if I remember right, or maybe I'm just gonna like spitball here. I feel like the reasoning was if it was Wookiees, then it was real obvious that the they would have beat the Empire because mm. Wookiees are like seven foot tall and like muscular and yeah. have laser guns. Yeah. And Whereas, one like- and one
0: thing that's very Glazed over, doesn't really go into details. They're actually very technologically um, smart. Yeah, like okay. they, they yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. they know a lot about tech and stuff like that. Too.
1: So I think part of the plan was to have uh Ewoks show up to really drive home the underdog kind of side mentality, of mentality, right? Yeah. Where you're like really wondering if the Empire's is going to win the day here. Is there just like slaughtering Ewoks left and right? And they have yeah. all that, the better technology and stuff. I think it was really just to show that like determination wins the day over, like, technology and fascism.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. Very good. Um, but, yeah, no. what I was going to say before the we got into the Ewok thing is, if you think about it, Jabba, I think, was just as big of a gamble as the Ewoks kind of were. Because you have this, like, giant slug gangster guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... You don't necessarily, I think... I mean, go, going back to that time in the early 80s, you don't really know if that's going to hit a chord with the audiences. Because up to that point, we hadn't really, you know, we hadn't seen a a character like that. Right. So I feel like, in retrospect, you're like, oh, yeah, Jabba is, like, an all-star character. That's awesome. But, like, I feel like, I don't know, somewhere in my mind, they were thinking, this is kind of a gamble. We don't even know if this is going to be, like, working. Right. And he carries the entire, like, first act. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's really interesting when you watch the -the behind-the-scenes thing, they have a bunch of uh, different maquettes and different like little like uh statues they built of different styles of java before they settled on the giant slug mm-hmm. i don't remember what some of the other ones were but they're in- interesting actually if you own the i want to say if you have the big blu-ray set mm-hmm. those making of documentaries are on that okay somewhere on that last two discs that's all like making of stuff for the first six movies
0: I think I have that box set right over there, so I'll have to check yeah. it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. Cool. So we'll get into our top five. These are just moments from anywhere, beginning to middle and end here of Return of the Jedi. Uh, Chris, why don't you kick us off?
1: Uh, number five, I'm gonna go with the Rancor battle. Okay. Nice. That was, yeah, that was cool. Uh, it really shows you know deadliness, and when he eats that the uh, Gamorrean is mm-hmm. super awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I like a lot about how they kind of keep him down there, and I like his keeper, how he's like super sad. Yeah. Wait, does that? Do you know the keeper's name? I feel like he. I've seen it he on action figures. He has a and name. Stuff. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um. Yeah, I agree. The Rancor scene is pretty, pretty legit. Yeah, um,
1: fun fact: when uh, we were kids, my brother had the Rancor uh, toy. That, uh-huh. You know, goes with the the Kenner stuff. Yeah, and uh, his mouth actually opened. You can actually like you know
0: stick stuff in his mouth
1: yeah we put uh, some mcdonald's uh pickles in his mouth and he smelled like pickles for a long time that's
0: <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that's a good I, that's a good like memory because like, it even has like the scent right parts to go along with it so it's just like a very strong memory
1: but like his mouth actually opened up you could actually put the gamorian guard action figure like he couldn't swallow it but you yeah. could put him like in the mouth so his like feet were hanging out and stuff
0: that's amazing that's nice all right cool uh my number five it's pretty it's pretty big when to kick off the list. It actually kind of looking at my list, it kind of starts big and then it gets a lot more into like the more intimate moments. but uh spoilers, Lando and the rebels blowing up the Death Star two is one of my favorite moments just of um you know, th- we have that shield up for so long and then they finally get it down, and then they finally swing in there and then knock the thing out, and it's Lando. And um, it's Wedge, and they're just, you know, shooting the thing and then escaping just in the nick of time. There's a TIE fighter right on the Falcon's uh, tail, and, you know, it almost gets him, but it blows up in, like, the very last second. Yep. Yeah. Um, So that moment for me, like, uh, you can't – it's kind of nice because – you don't want to necessarily replicate every single thing from the trench run in um, A New Hope, and I feel like they did a really good job of explaining, like, okay, well, they obviously fixed the thermal detonator part, but they were so so confident that the shield thing would hold up and there's no way that they'd be able to penetrate it that, you know, they put the default mechanism thing in the center of the the Death Star station. So, anyway, uh, it's a very cool scene, and I think, uh, you know... The the boys at ILM did a, a fantastic job with you know all the uh, design and all that of how they pulled off that whole sequence. Yeah, Chris, what is your number four? Uh, number four is gonna be the Starlock battle. Okay, just the whole thing.
1: Yeah, uh, the whole thing, uh, especially the ending when Leia like shoots the uh, well when Leia chokes out uh, Jabba. Is yeah, a good scene. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, when she shoots the uh, the deck and she and Luke like swing out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very reminiscent of A New Hope as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole thing's pretty cool. I, my favorite part in that is when uh, Lan- or Han is trying to shoot the tentacle thing off the Sarlacc. Yeah. And then Lando's like, I thought you were blind. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it's coming back. It's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Or, or, or when they're going out, and uh, Hans like, I think my eyes is getting better. I just see a big white blur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Luke's <laughs> yeah. like, uh, oh, you know, I, I grew up around here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, there's it, a lot of
0: good banter yeah. in that sequence because it, it, even Luke is like, Yeah, I'm from around here, and he's like, You're gonna die from here. Convenient. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Han has a lot of really good lines in this movie. Yeah. I never realized how like yeah. how many good smart Alaki lines he has yeah. in this movie. But which almost every line of dialogue he has him just like throwing shade or being like. Sassy about stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: which I'll have to do some more in-depth research at some point. Um, but I didn't know this necessarily, but Carrie Fisher, I mean, I knew that she was a screenwriter and I knew that she had done a lot of, like, script doctoring and stuff for for other stuff in retrospect, but she actually did a lot of, like, cleanup on some of the Star Wars movies really? as well. Yeah. So I wonder if any of that banter and stuff is her, because she has a very, you know, as you yeah. know, yeah, she has a very witty right. sense of humor. Speaking, um,
1: speaking of, uh, she'll be getting her star tomorrow.
0: Yeah, May the 4th? Yep. Nice. Yeah, we're recording this as of May the 3rd. We're going to drop this most likely on May the 4th. So, yeah. That's yeah, so she'll way. be getting her star so, in Hollywood yeah. uh, this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to get uh, – we don't need to get into – because I don't know the full story or anything. But one little thing I saw that was interesting was Billy Lord is not inviting her other siblings to that event. Huh. Because I guess right after Carrie Fisher's passing, they um, they got into, like, selling, I guess, news reports or something about stuff that, like, oh. you, typically you'd want to be doing a time of mourning, right. and not, like, just jumping on, like, yeah, this is what happened, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's know. not good. So anyway, yeah, Billy Lord is not too happy about that, thus she's now inviting them to the uh, uh, Hollywood Star event on May the 4th, which is kind of... Interesting and uh, sad, and uh, hopefully it all gets figured out. <laughs> um, okay, number four. We did your number four, yes? Okay, yes. cool. Uh, my number four. Okay, so this is the one that when I was a kid, it would make me cry. Uh, it is the scene where they're doing the gra- ground battle on the forest moon of Endor. And uh, in the first sequence, the Ewoks are actually doing pretty good. They're getting an upper hand... On the Empire because they they caught him off surprise, but then the you know the Empire comes in just with their extra bodies and ATSTs and all this other stuff, and uh, there's an Ewok which gets shot. I thought in the butt. My cousins will always make fun of me. they will be like, "He just got shot in the butt!" Ha <laughs> And then you see him and his buddy. Um, he's not getting up, and then you can yeah. tell he's like out for the count. Yeah. And then his buddy like wrestles him up and then I just uh, I looked it up recently and that Ewok's name is Nanta so uh, rest in peace Nanta. Um that part um made me cry when I was a kid watching this movie cuz I was like yeah. dude that's his friend like he just oh god. Of all yeah of all the people who die
1: in Return of the Jedi that one
0: yeah. might be the worst.
1: Yeah. Even though you lose Yoda and like you lose Vader yeah but- and
0: and they they kind of knew what they were doing too because I always noticed it when I'm watching at home but in the theater you can really soak in the moment they really the, yeah. when they're when they're filming it they could have cut earlier but they leave a good just three or four seconds where you're like oh man. That Ewoks yeah. dead
1: to really like drive home <laughs> that like this is a tough battle and there yeah. there are people dying on both sides. Yeah, there.
0: yeah. So as just a fan of Ewoks in general, that was just you know really hard for me to stomach as a young I don't know seven or eight year old kid because I was like oh man I really like these guys why is that guy dead anyway but you know yeah in the words of John Favreau you got to kill people otherwise it doesn't mean anything true which is why he likes to kill certain characters at certain points I guess. And um, yeah, a lot of things. Anyway, so that's my number four. Chris, go ahead with your number three. Uh, number three, one of my favorite moments
1: as a child in this movie was when Chewie steals the, the ATSD. Yes, and they're like roaming around, just shooting other like stormtroopers, and they shoot other ATSD right in the back.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a great sequence.
0: Yeah, I like I like that one a lot too. Because like how how do the Ewoks even sneak in there?
1: They swing over. I remember they did the uh, Chewie does the. The, what is it? The Tarzan. Oh, that's right. That's call. right. That's right. That's like right, yeah. the little cheesy, like Tarzan thing. Yeah, where they swing over in a vine. Yeah, they drop on the top and they knock on it. Or the, the one like looks in the windows and like the driver's like, "Hey, get him off of there!" And then like they pop open. Oh crap, Wookiees
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Chewie just grabs the guy and throws him off the top of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um, my number three. It's a micro moment of one that you already mentioned. Okay, and it's kind of one that's not been officially announced. But it's you know people can throw it in their fan, what's it called? Headspace? Not headspace. Head cannon. Head cannon. There you go. Uh, Luke's force kick on the sail barge.
1: Not his force kick in the de- in the Death Star. No. Because he force kicks later too.
0: Oh yeah, is that the one where Darth Vader that, like spin? That, oh, that, like head, and like head, spins the, the head over heels. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Force no, spin. <laughs> no, 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 no. This one. Uh, no, this one's even better because there's just that uh, gif of him doing the force kick. And then you see Boba Fett just go, <laughs> and the background just flying around, and it just looks like such a chaotic shot. But I love it. Because like, I just imagine in the day of filming, like they're like, okay, stuntman, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. From the angle, don't kick him, obviously, because you don't want to hurt him, but like just fall, right? Right. And then you over there in the weird arm, Boba Fett armor, you're just going to fly around, pretend your jetpack is off. And that's the shot we got. Like I don't like it's just a thing of beauty to me.
1: Yeah, if you love that uh I know I know like, I talk about these guys constantly on, this, on our channel, but the Oral Knots have this great music video called the, called the Last Laser Master. Okay. Where it's like 80s synth pop and they use that as like the background for the video. It's it's pretty great. Nice. And there's a lot of bunch of like force kicking going on. Yeah.
0: Very nice. Yeah, so Luke's Force kick is is my number 3, Chris why don't you go ahead with your number two? Uh, number two is just going to be Emperor Palpatine. Just
1: all of his like scene chewing and just yeah his arrogance and the whole thing where he's like throwing shade and like trying to bait Luke the whole time.
0: Yeah. You know what's weird? Even with the pounds and pounds of... You know, it's just weird watching it on the big screen now because with the pounds and pounds of makeup on, he still looks younger there right. than he does when he's supposed to be younger in the prequels. Like, I know... He's literally older. It's the same actor. And we know this. Right. Ian McDermott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just weird how even though he has the pounds of makeup on, he just looks younger. I wonder what it is about the human face that, like, maybe it's the uh, eyes. I don't know.
1: I think some of it is just that he wears that hood so you don't really see a lot of the, the – the you don't see as much of the prosthetics as far as the top of his head. And yeah, that. maybe. That might I think it would affect things. And plus, like, the new like newer special effects, some of these don't have the same – Worn look that the older ones had because they're more, they're, they're too detailed mm-hmm. and they're too like fancy. So the older ones sometimes will look a little more worn, like age, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, worn and all that. I think,
0: yeah. Another weird thing to do to that I kind of thought about in retrospect, and not to make this a true crime podcast or anything, but uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, I don't know if you know this, Chris, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer he was really into this specific movie, Return of the Jedi, because he loved um, the Emperor. Okay. And he wanted to, like, get his... He wanted to, like... I think at some point, he got yellow contacts to make his eyes look like the Emperor. Huh. Which is just kind of creepy to think yeah. about. When he, Whenever the Emperor came on screen, just for a, f- a brief moment, I thought about, like, how this crazy, insane guy Jeffrey Dahmer was like watching the same movie and being like, "I love this guy. He makes a lot of sense." I was like, "Dude, this guy's in, like, obviously Emperor Palpatine's the bad guy." but then I, I right. just can't think about the type of guy that would watch that be like you know this uh this is my jam he's got some good ideas yeah I was like I guy. was like my <laughs> god yeah anyway so I I would whisper that to like hey Jeffrey Dahmer would probably love this scene huh uh, I don't know anyway not to make this a true crime podcast but yeah did you know that no I did not know yeah, that yeah no it's um i they mention it briefly in that Netflix series the okay. Dahmer thing and I was like oh that's a funny i wonder if they're just saying that cuz star wars is like i don't know one of the the pop culture things right now but then I looked it up and no he was very much so uh. into the emperor yeah he would invite guests over just to watch the movie to be like yeah I love the emperor look, look at this guy that's weird right yeah it's kind of weird yeah but it's real life that's what happened alright so my number two Chris um, and this is something that I always found slightly humorous whenever I was at home but it's fun watch. I love this is one of the main reasons why I love just watching movies in a theater with get other guests and stuff like that. Uh, is I didn't realize this was such a as much of as a comedic moment as it was um, until I saw it in the theater with people and they were just laughing and giggling. Is when the Ewoks start uh, like treating C three PO as a god. Oh, like. I always liked that. I always thought it was like kind of funny and hokey when I was a kid. I was like, "Oh, look, they like the the gold guy, gold guy, gold." You know that, yeah. whole, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was fun, but in the theater, it just hits a lot more with like just people just finding it hilarious and general, like actually chuckling and stuff, and not like in a poking fun way, but like actually laughing at the moment and stuff like that. Um, so that I kind of put it up there as far as that. Plus, you know. I like finding just the the slightly offbeat or like comedic moments in Star Wars sometimes too, um, and this is definitely one of them that I think we don't really get too many moments like this in in the saga. I don't think
1: no, there's not a lot. We get of, we get some
0: humor. Definitely, yeah. there's some humor humor stuff interjected here and there for sure. But this is like we they never approach things in this way where well, this is like one a of character those is treated like as a deity or anything like that.
1: Everyone wants to like. Kind of crap on some of the later Star Wars, like either prequels or the sequel trilogy, or even like Solo, because it was like had funny stuff in it. Yeah, and it's like, well, go rewatch the other ones. Yeah, they, I mean, the difference is maybe the original pre-trilogy was not meant to be funny. Like George Lucas wrote these things straight, and yeah. everyone's like, yeah, "This is kind of silly." When you really look at it, yeah. But like, none of them, none of these movies are particularly like super serious. Yeah, they all have their their moments. Yeah.
0: And I, I think the other element that's pretty interesting in Star Trek this is like their bread and butter in the Star Trek thing. And I kinda I, I want them to explore this a little bit more in future Star Wars stories. Not a totally, not totally, but just here and there. Is in Star Wars, more or less when you're traveling from planet to planet, there is a common culture more or less of uh you know there's you know usually like always the watering hole and then there's this where you can go and contact this person and this right. sort of thing there's not too much of just going to a completely different civilization and seeing how they would treat different characters just based on their belief system or the, cult- right. the like star trek that's their bread and butter that's yeah. what they do yeah, every yeah. single time they go to a different planet there's di- culture shock pretty much right this is a perfect example of culture shock within star wars which they do do <laughs> sometimes, like in Clone Wars and stuff, they do have episodes like yeah. that. But it's not too often. Yeah. There's definitely a lot more sense of commonality among the the planets, right? right. Yeah. Anyway, so, side thing. Chris, uh, we're up to number one already. Go ahead All with right. your uh, number one. Number
1: one is going to be Luke and Vader's lightsaber fight. Okay, cool. Which is pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, it struck me this time. It was one of those you think it's worth wasn't meant to be funny and it was not funny until you see other star wars movies yeah but there's that sequence where luke uh flips up onto the the catwalk yeah and then vader immediately drops the catwalk and it's like luke gets the high ground and vader's like oh no you don't (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) i
0: fall for that before (laughs) yeah 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 that is good i i kind of whispered to you during the movie that that scene and i mentioned it in previous stuff but that scene always reminds me of christmas time because you got your red lightsaber and your green lightsaber, right. and they're battling it out, and uh, I don't know, just those colors together always just remind me of Christmas. So whenever I watch this lightsaber battle in particular, I know there's a lot of emotional stakes and all of that to it as well. Um, but I always just I, I get a weird hankering for like hot chocolate. I'm like, hey, Christmas, huh. yeah. nice.
1: Yeah, no, I, you know, I think at this time is that you really see Luke kind of gives in to his anger and hate and all that yeah, does not take the high road in this particular battle which I think is really interesting not not until the end anyway yeah Yeah. no no no, not until the very end but like he tries really hard like for this whole beginning part I'm not gonna fight you I'm not gonna get my lightsaber and then he's just like screw it I'm done like let's end this
0: I love that in particular I love that that quick intensity like of him just hacking away yeah yeah, yeah, that's like you could just see like the the aggression yeah and all of that um, and he's and then moments later he's like, "I didn't really like doing that. Let me just throw this thing away." Right. Yeah. It. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see any anything else on that particular scene before we get to my number one. Uh no. Okay. Cool. Mine has nothing to do with uh, battles or blowing stuff up or people getting killed. It's the intimate moment of Luke, uh, when they're. Kind of first day arriving on Endor, and they're at the village um, of Luke, telling Leia, um, asking her about you know her mom, her, her mom, and all of that. And A weird um, plot hole of that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I did pay there. I did pay attention to the verbiage. It still makes sense because she says she only remembers images, right? Which, no, uh, like, yeah. which not to get all like force weird about it but if she is without her knowing tapping into the force in a way yeah you could probably definitely get images yeah whether or not they're you know real real or not which is probably why i think sometimes when we go back to the prequel trilogy you know how luke uh george lucas has that shot of like padme like crying but it's like got that super weird frame thing around it yeah i think that's maybe kind of what leia season her memory. It's just like that type of stuff. Like, oh, obviously this lady is very beautiful, but she's also like very sad. Why is she crying right now? That sort of thing. Oh, okay. That's in my head canon, where I kind of go with it, I guess.
1: I mean technically I think I think that I think Lucas covers his tracks in this one in (laughs) Revenge of the Sith because I believe I don't know if Luke is tilted towards Padme in that sequence. I think Leia's
0: the only one they like who, sees like, her who mom makes
1: eye contact with her mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that would make like. perfect sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll have to go back and rewatch Revenge of the Sith for the eighty 80- hundredth time.
1: Because like, yeah. Because uh, to be fair, as much as there's are some, there's a couple weird lines of dialogue in this one especially that doesn't really gel too much with the prequels. Like this one is one of them. The other one is Obi Wan on on uh, Dagobah has a line about when I first met your father, who was an excellent pilot. And it's a weird thing where it's like, yeah, when he was nine, and a pod racer pilot, I
0: guess, is what he's talking well, about. He does fly away in the, uh... I guess, in the Naboo starfighter, and no, he I know. does he does saying, blow up the. It's, it's, it's That's probably what he's referring to. He blows up be. the Trade Federation thing, all more or less, all by himself. I guess so.
1: Yeah, I know. It's a. It is a matter of yes, it's, it's him co- covering his it's, tracks. It's a but, weird. It's a weird stretch. Yeah. And this, this, this that that was another one where it's like. Oh yeah, no! I have these brief flashes of my mom when I was two minutes old, and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, go, go okay, going back to my number one thing here, though. It, I do just, I just love the, the moment of them sharing, you know, being able to confide in each other, and yeah. them realizing that they are in fact siblings, and um, the
1: whole audience having a flashback to Empire Strikes Back, yeah, <laughs> like.
0: Uh, wait, what? that that kiss lasted three seconds too long. And then
1: well then even better is when uh when she tells Han and you can see it on in, in Han's face where he's flashing back to the scene. Yeah, he's like, like wait he's like wait, wait, what? He's like, uh you you guys clearly made out right yeah. there in front of me to make me jealous. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna throw up this time. Yeah, Maybe yeah, later. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's actually why he left and that's why Kylo doesn't have a dad. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um cool very good um anything else you want to talk about as far as episode six return of the jedi is concerned
1: um was it that there or something else i was gonna bring up i do say i do think that we everyone should see these movies in the big screen because even having seen it a couple times on the big screen um and like i said when i was a child and mm-hmm. then the other next time I kind of remember seeing it is when they did the, the special editions, mm-hmm. uh, seeing it you know, when I was in college. And every time I see it in the, in the big screen like that, there's just more detail you notice. There's more things you kind of see. So I think it's really in everyone's benefit to, to try and see this at least once on a, in, a, you know, in a large theater setting. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and unless you have like a state-of-the-art entertainment system – set up you know in your living room or bedroom yeah, or wherever you are unless you have unless you have that there's stuff that you miss yes to chris's point um as far as like uh the just the picture in general um but just the sound design as well there's yeah. a lot of yeah, a yeah. lot of things that even i was like kind of being like oh wow that that sounds that's awesome like i've heard that sound before in other stuff but i didn't know that they have it in here at the specific time and all that stuff right um,
1: the, the only thing, uh, I will discuss with this, this is probably, I don't know if we want to end this show on a negative, uh, thing, but of all the special editions, th- I hate the ending of this one. I can't, I can't do it. With Hayden? Uh, that's, that's one piece of it. Oh man. I hate the, uh, they got rid of the Yub Dub song. Oh, they did, huh? Yeah. This, what the hell? Yeah. No, when he did special editions, he, he cut the Yub Dub, song and does or this ridiculous, time-bending, altering thing where he shows the whole galaxy uh, partying at once uh, because the Empire f- just gave up yeah. because the uh, because the Emperor died and the yeah. Death Star blew up Yeah, at the same time all across the galaxy, especially somewhere on, on Tatooine, which was not part of the Empire to begin with and didn't give two craps about the Core World because it's on the Outer Rim. They're having a party? Okay, sure. Wow. I have very strong feelings about this ending. You do, jeez, yeah. I
0: never, I never, felt <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that they cut the. They didn't. You mean they cut it short? The Nub no, song. There's no Nub song. Oh,
1: there's y- no Nub song.
0: Oh yeah, because it's just celebrated with the the parade, uh, yeah. celebra- celebratory parade song or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. That yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. That is kind of. I'm more so upset about the Yub-Nub song than the uh, planet celebrating all around the galaxy sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, as we saw in The Mandalorian, they're still like mopping up the empire like five years after this. So yeah. Obviously, it wasn't just like, boom. Uh, Back the, to normal. The Death Star
0: blew up. I guess the rebels are in charge now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, man. That's a different podcast episode for yeah. a different day. Hmm. Plus it is kind of a cheap shot that hey that uh Anakin gets to be
1: young, handsome, Anakin the rest of his forced afterlife, but Obi Wan's stuck being
0: Alec Guinness. Well I think the only I reason know what you're
1: gonna say and alright, I'll give it to you, but still.
0: I because that that's when he ceased being right. Anakin Skywalker. No, Walker. no, I know.
1: I know that's the that's the common argument. Yeah. Uh I mean the more Money, monetary version of it was because the prequels were about to come yeah. out or had just come out yeah. no, were coming
0: out they were coming out yeah because i think they were remastered in 2004 and two yes. and then 2005 is when we saw revenge of the sith right so it's probably a big push to have it out before the prequels were finished were all wrapped up right they helped probably. tie together
1: because you know yeah. He was like Lucas workers about the audience members having watched just watched the prequels would be like, who is that guy? That's not what Anchor Skywalker looks like.
0: Yeah. The only thing that I don't like about the remaster, and this is Yeah, is the the song in in Java's the palace. Yeah. The, dun, 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 dun. the song's not nearly as good as the original. In yeah. My opinion. Yeah. That's the only thing that kinda and the CG is just so out of I don't mind CG at all. I like CG. For the most part. But it's just so out of place in this thing when right. nine out of ten of your characters are puppets. Right. And you have just one CG thing and they're just...
1: Yeah, rocking y- out. Yeah. We have yeah. two CG things. So they cg size noodles as well.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But, it, but, it's, but still, it's the same thing. Especially when you grew up watching the originals where it's all puppets. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's this weird hybrid puppet CG thing. Yeah, so to get on a different topic. Of all the special editions of the original trilogy... Uh, Jedi is my least favorite. Empire I think is the best one because he didn't he didn't change anything. He just made it look. He just made it better. Yeah, he literally just made it look better. He just opened up the windows in Cloud City and had that one extra scene with the Wampa that yeah. that where it's
0: running from a distance.
1: Well, there's that one, and also the one where it's where it's eating. Yeah, the Tauntaun river. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, that one just like has a, like little like tweaks that enhances the. The, the visuals and cinematography yeah and uh, you know but like, which
0: is where you could argue that Empire more or less was already perfect the way it right. was yes.
1: well yeah yeah I mean yeah. it definitely didn't need it but like it's it doesn't bother me like, cause it, it's just, it just got cleaned up yeah it just got cleaned up and I said like, like, like the Cloud City idea of like because it's a city of clouds you just open all the windows so you can see outside on all these you know all, yeah. the, all the windows Yeah. so yeah no, Empire is probably my favorite but Jedi is definitely my, my least favorite mm-hmm. of all of his tweaks
0: <laughs> yes
1: in so much as I actually own the DVD that has the original
0: as a bonus feature. Nice, very nice. Um, cool. I think that's all we got for him this week. Yep. Unless you got anything else, Chris. Not for Jedi. Nope. No. Okay. Cool. We covered it. Um. Yeah. I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Let us know what your favorite moments from Return of the Jedi are. Um. And let us know if you guys watched it, um, in theaters this time around. Um. I think tomorrow wraps up or. Maybe when you guys are listening to this, uh, wraps up the like the last day that uh, it's going to be available in theaters. Because I think Guardian, May the Fourth is the last yeah, day, because Guardians Three comes out yeah, on, on Cinco day. de Mayo. So
1: they're probably going to be, you know, DC's putting all their bucks into that right now. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you guys have spot very promotey thing right now, um, if you guys have Spotify, try to listen to us on Spotify. We get. A little bit more extra cool kudos and stuff if you guys listen on Spotify. Um, So if you have multiple ways of listening to this podcast, and Spotify is one of them, try to listen to us on that. If not, no big deal. Keep doing what you're doing anyway. We appreciate the support any which way. Um, We'll see you next week, probably with star wars visions content yeah. a review of uh review and ranking of how we well, there's a ton of Star like, wars stuff
1: coming out yeah dude there's visions there's a uh simpson short yeah there's the uh the young jedi adventures yeah yeah oh, young jedi yeah.
0: adventures we're gonna do a very in-depth scoop we're gonna do three hour episodes on a five minute segment yeah i'm kidding um oh no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, all right thank you guys so much for listening and chris what would you like to leave with the good people
1: uh, go watch Star Wars tomorrow or do the Star Wars thing. You know, wear a Star Wars t shirt to work. Uh, do a Star Wars thing on, on May the 4th.
0: And I will just echo that and one up it. Do a Star Wars thing every day. Every single day. Okay. Except for October 14th.
1: Why not October 14th?
0: I don't know. Just pick a random day. Okay. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, may the force be with you. Have a good week. Bye. Ah! Dun 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 <laughs> Ah
1: Ah, ah, ah. <laughs>